Thank you for joining us as we walk with God. This is Brenda McCord for The Awakening in America, an outreach of the Himmelreich Memorial Christian Library. Welcome to Walk with God. My name is Brenda, and Walt and I look forward to this time with you each week. You know, it's Advent season, and we have been reflecting on God's Word around, centered around that whole idea of Christmas, and especially sharing reflections about prophecy and then about Bethlehem. This week, we are going to take a closer look at the angels. And, you know, I I know the story of Jesus' birth and all the pieces of it, but I have to admit, well, as we've dug into scripture passages this week, I have been surprised at how many angel appearances there are in this story. Oh, for sure. Their, their fingerprints are all over this story. Uh, from even before the, the um, announcement that there would be born to Mary a, a son, even before that, the angels are involved. And uh, that leads me to a question. Have you ever waited to receive a message uh, maybe it was an important letter, an email, or a text message. I, I know for us, um, with each of the, the birth of our grandkids, uh, we were on call because we were watching the older grandkids, and we were waiting for a message. Is it time? Do we need to get out there and watch our, our the, the young grandson with the birth of another child? And so we just, that idea of waiting for a message, um, I, I love that. That's what this is all about. It, actually, the, the Greek word, for angel, angelos is really what it means is a messenger, a messenger sent from someone in authority and giving a, a, an authoritative message to people. And, and the first example is, is found in Luke 1, 8 to 14, and we're going to go in chronological order, and that's the angel appearing to Zacharias and Elizabeth, who the text says they were righteous and devout, but they were barren, they had no children. Beginning in verse 8 of Luke 1, Now it happened that while he was performing his priestly service before God, in the appointed order of his division, according to the custom of the priestly office, he was chosen by lot to enter the temple of the Lord and burn incense. And the whole multitude of the people were in prayer outside at the hour of the incense offering. And an angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing to the right of the altar of incense, Zacharias was troubled when he saw the angel, and fear gripped him. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zacharias, for your petition has been heard, and your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you will give him the name John. You will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth. Well, there's Zacharias. He's, he's just performing his duties uh, there at, at the temple, and in the midst of performing his duties, uh, he's the only one there, and an angel appears to him. And when angels appear to, to humans, uh, and we realize that, they're troubling. Their, their fear is the normal response. Kind of get the idea they don't look like Cupid. Oh no 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 no! These are <laughs> these are not wimpy angels. Yeah, these are these are warriors, right? These are warrior messengers. These are the kind of spirit beings that can take a one hundred eighty five thousand Assyrians in, in one night, do away with them. So, well, so and this, you think about too the um, they are they go in and out of the throne room of the heavenly Father, and you know they are created beings. Heavenly yeah. beings. Yep, created spirit beings. And I, I just love even the, the the statement the angel makes that your prayers 
has mm. been heard. Um, he's been praying for years, Lord, would you give us a, a son uh, to watch over us in our old age? And he's been waiting for this. But that idea of having a son, he doesn't even realize the depth of what's going to happen because he's going to have a different name. He's not going to be um, your named son. He's going to be my named son. He, his name is John, and he will bring joy and gladness. I, I, I love even as we get to the continue on in the, in the story, um, Zechariah says to the angel, how will I know this for certain? For I am an old man and my wife is advanced in years. Um, thankfully, he doesn't give us the age of his wife because that could be real trouble. But that I'm, I'm well, my wife is well advanced. And the angel answered and said to him, I am Gabriel who stands in the presence of God. And I have been sent to speak to you and to bring you this good news. And behold, you shall be silent and unable to speak until the day when these things take place, because you did not believe my words, which will be fulfilled in their proper time. And and with this, uh, the doubting of Zacharias, he, wait, how can this be? I, I'm old and my wife's old and we've never been able to have children. How can this be? But the angel says, I, I'm Gabriel. I'm, I stand in the presence of God and I'm bringing you a message and you need to... You need to believe. You need to believe what I'm telling you. So because you don't, because you doubted, you're going to be silent, unable to speak for nine months because you did not believe my word. And then we go on from here where we've met Gabriel. He tells us, I stand in the presence of God, which is mind-blowing to me that these messengers sent from God have now come and they are part of the story. And they're wondering how it is that salvation for man will unfold, right? And they're watching. And Yeah, yeah and, and one of the interesting points is they've already known the eternal son. The, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are eternal. They they know the Son, but now they get to know the God-Man Jesus, and that's just and this a part story. of God's plan is just beginning to unfold, and they're they're watching, they're marveling. So in Luke one, beginning in verse two, Gabriel now comes to Mary in Nazareth, and we we won't read this entire passage in Luke one. But in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city in Galilee near Nazareth to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the descendants of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And coming in, he said to her, greetings, favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was very perplexed at this statement and kept pondering what kind of salutation this was. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And Mary asks the question, How can this be? since I am a virgin. And the angel is having this conversation with Mary. And the when we compare Zacharias from yeah. earlier, right, we see that he was also frightened, right? And we see in this part of the passage 
that she was very perplexed at his statement. She's pondering, why is he greeting me this way? And the angel in both situations tells Zacharias and then tells Mary, do not be afraid, right? It gives you the idea that when you're in the presence of an angel, that there, there is a sense of fear involved. What, what's, what's going on here? What, what is this message going to be? The angel Gabriel, once again, we're told, is sent from God, and his greetings refer to Mary as the favored one. What is it about Mary's life as this, at this point, a very young teenage girl, right, that God is favoring her and looking on her and saying, you are the one that I've chosen to bear my son. And she's perplexed and she's pondering the meaning. And the angel tells her, do not be afraid. And then gives more instruction about who this child will be. His name will be Jesus. He'll be great. He'll be the son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. His kingdom will have no end. The Holy Spirit is going to come upon you, Mary. The power of the Most High will overshadow you. And then it's I love this statement in verse 37, for nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary responds, behold the bond slave, behold the servant of the Lord. May it be done to me according to your word. And the angel departed. Mary's response, she didn't understand. She didn't know all the details. But she said, I am a servant of the Lord, and I will yield, I will submit my will, my plan, um, and the angel's assurance, there's nothing that's impossible with God, Mary, just step back and watch him do the work he is going to do for all of mankind. And and I just love, as you look at both stories together, um, in the first one, the, the Lord sends an angel to a, an older woman, a senior saint, a mature woman. But now he comes to Mary, probably a teenage woman. And it just is a reminder that God can use old and young alike, um, that we all can be used of the Lord because he is not a respecter of persons. He, he wants us to be used by him. He wants us to make a name and cheer on the hero of heaven, our Lord Jesus. Well, Continuing on in the story, um, it's six months later, we're going, we've met um, John the Baptist. Now we're, Mary is, is pregnant, and she's, how, early, how old are you when you find out that you're pregnant? I mean, is it three months, before, four months? But she's found to be with child by the Holy Spirit, and Joseph, her husband, being a righteous man and not wanting to disgrace her, planned to send her away secretly. But when he had considered this, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child who has been conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, Yeshua, for he will save his people from their sins. And that name literally means Yahweh saves. And that's why he will, he came and was named Jesus. I, I love before Mary and Joseph have come together, she's found to be with child. 
And Joseph was a righteous man. And, you know, he could have had her stoned to death because she broke that, the, bow, the vow that she had made when she got engaged. It was that serious of, a, of an offense. But Joseph isn't going to harm her. Instead, he wants to put her away quietly, secretly. And an angel of the Lord appears to Joseph and says, Hey, hey Joseph, this child of Mary is of the Holy Spirit of God. And you will have a son, and you will call his name Jesus, and he will save his people from their sins. And I love that, you know, it tells us that Joseph was a righteous man. We know that Mary was called favored one when the angel came to her. And here, this very young couple trust and believe that what what they're hearing from an angel, Joseph in a dream of an angel coming to him, and Joseph obeys. He obeys the, the angel who brings the message from God. Well, now we are going to find ourselves in Bethlehem, out on the hillside, in Luke 2, beginning in verse 8, in the same region, there were some shepherds staying out in the fields and keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord suddenly stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terribly frightened. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which will be for all people. For today in the city of David there has been born for you a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there appeared with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among men with whom he is pleased. You know, these shepherds are out watching their flocks just as they do every night, keeping watch over them, protecting some falling asleep around the campfire, others staying awake, and an angel of the Lord suddenly is standing before them, the light that would have filled the sky. And I love this idea that as they deliver this message, once again, those words, do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy, glory of the Lord is all around them, and they were afraid. But tonight, tonight I want to tell you that there has been born a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And with that, this single angel who's standing there in front of them is surrounded by a multitude of the heavenly hosts. We can't even imagine that picture and what that was like. And I love what the angels do. They praise God. Glory to God in the highest. And even with that, I love that the names that are given. He will be a Savior. He'll save you from your sin. But he is also Christ, the Messiah, Hamashiach. He's the anointed one that was promised that he would come. And he's also the Lord God Almighty. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are all God. And Jesus, the God-man, is the Lord. And I love this. Um, there's a, a scholar from years gone by by the name of Edersheim, and he did a lot of work in ancient Jewish uh, writings. And he believed, and I, I think there's a lot of good um, proof that it, it's very possible, maybe probable. He believed that there in Bethlehem, just to the north of Bethlehem, between Bethlehem 
and Jerusalem, there were there was a, a tower there, and it was a special tower because that's where the sheep that were going to be going up and be sacrificed, that's where they came from, this area. And so, again, it makes sense because uh, the great shepherd David was there, and I, I, I love that, that story about the, these aren't just regular sheep, these are sheep that are going to be led to slaughter. Well, as we continue on in the story, Matthew 2, verses 12 to 15 says this, This is when um, an angel comes to Joseph, and having been warned by God in a dream not to return to Herod, the Magi left for their own country by another way. Now when they had gone, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Get up, take the child and his mother, and flee to Egypt, and remain there until I tell you, for Herod is going to search for the child to destroy him. So Joseph got up, and he took the child and his mother, while it was still night, and they left for Egypt, and he remained there until the death of, of Herod the Great. And uh, just even these wise men are led to, they come to Jerusalem first, and they get there and they say, where's the king of the Jews? I'm, I'm in, in the capital, where's the baby king? And Herod is troubled, and when Herod's troubled, everyone around him is troubled. And so even as he comes there, uh, the wise men are, are sent on down to Bethlehem, and then they make their escape um, to the east, and and Joseph and Mary and baby Jesus flee down to the south, and then, then Herod does send troops down to and kills many of the infants there in Bethlehem at that time. I I, I just love the fingerprints of the angels, and yet when when Joseph hears that, he immediately obeys. He doesn't say, "Well, tomorrow morning I'll get to it," or maybe by noon. He's ready to go. And he obeyed, uh, he heard that word from the Lord, he obeyed when the Lord had come to him and said, do not be afraid to take Mary. And now he was in that role as Mary's husband and the earthly father of the baby Jesus, and to provide that escape and protection for them to go to Egypt. Well, as we wrap up our Advent um, reflection for today. We just want to talk about a few head to heart. And Walt and I have just had some great conversations about the fact that in these different passages, we see the angels, they are truly messengers. They're sent by God and they come to share as it is miracles. Walt, you had pointed out in one of our conversations, we were talking about that that verse for nothing will be impossible with God that the angel spoke to Mary. But you, you also pointed out, you know, it's a miracle for Zechariah and Elizabeth to have a baby. They were, they'd been barren all those years. They were an older couple and certainly weren't expecting. And then for Mary as a virgin uh, to conceive a, a child conceived by the Holy Spirit, right? The son of God to be fully man, fully God, um, and lived on this earth to be our Savior, our Redeemer. And even as we talk about the uh, messengers sent by God and these angels bringing uh, miraculous stories, true stories, um, we're reminded that, that God has sent us the message that we need. It's in His Word, and we need to read it. Um, we need to memorize some of it. We need to study it, but we also need to treasure it and apply it to our lives. And that's the message from the Lord. Part of the message is this Christmas story. 
and it continues with the Easter story when Jesus sacrifices himself. That's the message that we need to to understand and be ready to share. Well, another application, this idea of nothing is impossible with God. These messengers are mighty, and the angels have a beautiful example of how we should live each day, praising God, glory to God in the highest. And so even as we've talked about angels, and as Walt said, their fingerprints all over this birth story of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, may our tongues, may our hearts, may our voices be lifted in praise to God, glory to God in the highest. And until next time, may you continue to walk with God. Thank you for joining us as we walk with God. This is Brenda McCord for The Awakening in America, an outreach of the Himmelreich Memorial Christian Library.